0: I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. I hope it's not insensitive to hope for that, even amidst all the madness and crisis going on in the world. Hope everyone's doing well, healthy, safe, and together. We should all be protected, healed, and ultimately rescued from this bitter gulus, Bikar mamish. Thank you to this week's sponsors, Yoni and Ruchi Spivak of Lakewood, New Jersey. In the schus of the protection and salvation of Kaiso As well, thank you to our corporate sponsors, the Hasen Zaltz Law Firm, Bluestone Brokerage, and Meridian Senior Healthcare. For future dedications to sponsor this year, please reach out to 845-367-2959. So over the past couple of weeks, unfortunately, we've heard the message many times over from many different people. Rabanim, Roshishivas, Rabayim, friends, soldiers on the front lines. They're telling us, please, daven for us, learn for us, do something extra, do something more, say a kapital tehillim, do another chesed, give another smile, give a little more staka And the question is, while it's always good to increase and to capitalize on our Vedas Hashem and our mitzvahs and to do more and better for others, for ourselves, where indeed is the makar? Is there a source... For such a thing, how could it be that my capital Tehillim is going to have such a far-reaching effect on a soldier on the front lines? How could it be that when I overcome my tzahara for whatever that may be, that they can have an effect, a ripple effect on a hostage, that perhaps he can be redeemed, he can be saved? How is it possible? Where do we know? What does the Torah have to say about this? So it's never ironic, because no matter what parsha, what tkufa of the year, we can always turn to the Torah to find the Saidis of emes. Of Amun and Bittachin. and this week is no exception. We don't have to look too far. In this week's Parsha, we literally learn this exact message, this exact Yisoid. The cloudy soul is one that we're interconnected, that we're not living in a vacuum, we're not living in a microcosm. The base Alevi tells us the most profound, most beautiful insight, which I'd like to share with you, and hopefully that can continue fueling us with the positivity and realization that what we do over here whether we're in America, in England, in Germany, Switzerland, South Africa, all of our deeds, our maizim, our enhancing and increasing in our Hashem does have a ripple effect, does have a direct effect on those fighting on the front lines. So where does that come from? So the passing of this week's parasha says, Vayar lekim es Hashem saw how corrupt the earth became, ki kobasa as for all flesh had corrupted its ways on earth. This is the Dharmabal, a dar and the Torah is telling us that not only was it the actual Risham, the people, the evildoers, that have turned their backs and have committed such rishos, brazenness against the Baruch Hu, but it was kol basar, it was all flesh in the world, in the Bria, that was filled with corruption, which includes animals, which includes insects. And the Medrash tells us on this Pasuk, ki hishchiz kol basar az darka there was a tremendous mix of breeds, of genders, of animals with humans. everyone was lustfully committing the terrible Aviro of Gil and the message continues the even the animals amongst themselves were makalkal. they were so corrupted. That the dog went to the wolf and the rooster went to the peacock. We see how profound, how deeply the impurity went literally down to the core, not only to the Adam, to mankind, but it even infiltrated into the animals of the generation. And they too have succumbed to this terrible Isser of Gilei Now the most remarkable thing about this Medjish, which needs explanation, is the Medjish uses the word The Medjish says again, that the dog goes to the wolf, etc. The question is, since when do animals have Bechira? When does a kelev intentionally, consciously go to a Tarnagal and do an Avera? An animal is not an Adam. It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have Bechira. It doesn't have a yitzhara. So how could it be that the Medjish is telling us it's Bechira? The Medjish emphasizes, it highlights the fact that it goes, seemingly that it goes itself with Das, with Bechira. But we know that an animal doesn't have Bechira. So how on earth, literally, can it be that we see this new idea, this new concept, somehow that the animal is a Hoyluch. He's going with Das. He's going with consciousness. He's going with intention and committing adultery. The Beis Halevi offers profound insight into the P'sha and how it could be that the lustfulness penetrated even the psyche of an animal. And we'll elaborate a little bit. The Mishnah Pirkei Ovis teaches us, Averio Gereris Averio, that one bad deed leads to another, and it becomes second nature. And the Gemara says that when a person repeatedly sins, it becomes keheter. It becomes as if it's permitted to him. Which means that even if one knows how bad, how terrible his actions are, and how wrong and harmful the force of this new habit is, not only to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but to him, to his nishama to his nefesh, it's impossible to fight with. The battle is too strong because when something comes, as the farm called, tivishenis, second nature, it's like blinking an eye. There's no thought process. It's so natural that the battle doesn't even resonate. On the flip side, the Mishnah also tells us that mitzvah gerer mitzvah, that one mitzvah leads to another, which means that when we build positive energy and momentum in doing good and doing toif, then subconsciously what happens is that automatically suddenly, things that were unattainable become the norm. It becomes natural. How? Because me, the of maruba. if it happens for the bad, it could happen for the good. And the good, this new snowball effect, the new ripple effect of Toivah of good, all of a sudden becomes second nature. It's like blinking an eye, but in a good way. And the things that he thought were unconquerable, the things that he thought were unattainable, all of a sudden, he planted those roots. And after time, suddenly, he surpassed all those benchmarks. And slowly but surely, after time, suddenly, the new norm, is way beyond what he ever would have dreamt of. And now, his new goals... His new aspirations are light years away of things he never thought he could possibly embark on. Again, we see that this idea of Tivishanis, second nature, applies for the good as well. But the novelty, the chiddush of the Beis is that when these new energies for the good or for the bad are implemented and introduced to the world, not only do they have a roishim, do they have an effect, do they make an imprint on the neshama of the individual, rather they have a ripple effect on the entire physical bria. And not only does that include animals, but says the Beis Alevi, that includes inanimate objects, such as stones, pebbles, grass, dirt as well. This is definitely a tremendous concept. It's something we may never have heard before. But this is what the Beis Alevi says. And what comes out from here, and to answer original question of how is it that the animals made a Bechira to do bad, the answer is that when the people, the B'nai Odom of the Dar Ha-Mabil, when they let the Kayachara, When they let the Kayach of the Sitra Acher overcome, and they let the Tumah, the deepest levels of lust and Taiva, desire to overcome, to overpower, and to govern their lives, that didn't only puncture the core of their essence, the essence of a Adam, but it introduced the most profound negativity and Hashchasa, destruction, not only to them, but to the entire B'riah, which included the animals. And therefore, Although they're only animals, they don't have a brain, they don't have a neshama, but somehow, on a different level, a different sphere, Kabbalistically, says the Beis these animals, all of a sudden now, were introduced, were given this Koyach and now, they were ill to be Hoylech. The dog consciously went, because he was now permeating, with this of toma, and he went to the rooster. And the dog consciously went with that same Ruach HaTumah and went to the wolf. Now we understand how the Pasuk says that the world was filled with Hashchasa and the Medjah tells us that the animals actually went and committed adultery. They went and did Gilerais. Now we understand, based on the base HaLevi, that when this new element of tuma was introduced to the world, that didn't only destroy the people themselves, but it destroyed everything in sight. It corrupted the minds of the animals. It corrupted the grass. It corrupted the sky it corrupted the trees, everything became disgusting, it became lowly, solid in Tumma. And suddenly, things that had no Kaichabhira all of a sudden were able to choose bad. The bad was so overpowering, overbearing. And now they were Hulchim. They were going in that way of Tumma. They chose the bad. But we must remember that this works for the good as well. Me tov maruba. We can always learn to the good. Then we're Mechazik. When we grow, when we strengthen ourselves, when we fortify ourselves, with mitzvah, with kedusha, how far that goes. What a kiddushim shemayim that makes in the world when we introduce, when we uplift ourselves, when we uplift others, and we're mamlach chol ha'arutz We fill the world with Hashem's glory. We glorify everything. We make brachas, We do chasadim, We learn Torah. We say tehillim. We davin, We overcome our Yitzhahara. It's unfathomable how much good, how much koyach hatara, how much koyach kedusha, new elements of holiness, of purity, we bring into this world, not only to ourselves but to the animals, to the Bria, to the entire Kola Ilam kulay, We could mamish, sanctify, and be mikkadish anything. And if we were living in the Dharmabal, and to an extent we're living in the Dharmabal of our own now, and going back to our original question, how could it be that what we do here has a ripple effect on a soldier, on a hostage, on a broken family, Rachman The answer is, we see from the Balei of course it can. We're Ba'achtas, we're Kol Yisalarevim Zalazeh, we're shalshalis. we're a chain, chain, is only as strong as the weakest link. We have to stay strong. We have to make sure that there's no weak links. We can't afford that during this time. If we're all connected, we're all united, we're all tied together, we're all B'nai Hashem, we're all B'nai Yisrael, we have to realize that with that comes a tremendous achrayis. An achrayis to daven to do more, to learn, to give, to encourage, to uplift, because all these things have an effect. We're all connected. Like we saw the Kayach of Ra in the Darmabal took down the world. Everything became solid, disgusting, immoral but on the contrary side when it comes to the good when it comes to Kedusha when it comes to holiness just imagine how far-reaching each action each chizik how far-reaching that can be when we hear those messages from our gedolim, from the soldiers themselves don't turn away say that kapitel. do more give more tzadaka do something for someone else a chesed it's so important because that action doesn't stay local but rather it shakes the entire chain it shakes a brother or sister very far away someone you don't know but it will have an effect, undoubtedly. Now really we could stop here and hopefully that was a message that we can all use, that we can all identify with now. I want to add one thing. Sometimes we feel disconnected, we feel low, we feel Muyish, we feel inadequate, we feel what's my tefillah going to do? Everyone else is davening but me. Do you know how bad my Shabbos was last week? Do you know how bad my Benadim Lechaver was? Do you know what I was thinking? Do you know what I looked at? Hashem, you don't need me. You don't want me. We can mistakenly erroneously think such thoughts but I want to share one last piece of chizik from this six as well. The Zoya Kaddish says that when Noich came out from the table, he saw a devastated desolate and sorrowful world and he began to cry out to Hashem and he said Hashem you're the other Rachaman. you should have spared the world you should have activated your mercy why did you destroy the world? Noich was crying to which Hashem replied Noich you should have davened your ultimate task was to guide the Rishonim towards Tshuva. But you forgot to daven. You didn't pray. And because you didn't daven, you didn't get them to do Tshuva. And because they didn't do Tshuva, the world was destroyed. So it's on you, Noach. I'm sorry. I'm empathetic. I feel your pain. I realize how hard it must be to walk out out of a wooden boat after 120 days and see an empty, barren, depressed, desolate world where there's no hope. There's not even a ray of light. But it's on you, Noach. It's on you. Now the question is, why indeed? Why did Noach neglect the Kayach of Tefillah? Why did he need into Hashem? The Kedusha Slevi answers, that is because Noach did not view himself as worthy. Noach was coming from a place of righteousness, a place of Tzirkus, a place of Anivas, of humility. And he felt he wasn't befitting. He wasn't one to deliver the Tefillahs that were required for this terrible, wicked nation. And therefore, he chose not to daven. He thought it wasn't worthy. He thought it wouldn't make a difference. If I may say, Rabbi say, we see the Koyach of Tfilo. We see how important, how powerful the Koyach of Tfilo is. If you think about it, the world was destroyed. The Mabel only came because Noach didn't daven. If Noach were to daven, it all wouldn't have happened. They would have been spared. Presumably they would have done tshuva, and Hashem would have been makabal and they would have been spared. But instead, he thought his feel wasn't adequate, and he went with that, and he didn't daven. This week, parashas noach, when we're thinking, am I adequate? Am I worthy? Hashem, you know my averus. You know what I was thinking. You know what I did to the other person. You know what I said about the other lady. You know I said, Lashon Hara. You know, I looked at something like I wasn't supposed to. You know, I ate something that was questionably kosher. You know, I have bad feelings towards my friend, even though I shouldn't. You know it all. You want my tefillah? We can't, Think like that. Now is not the time. Hashem is always open to our tfilas. He always tilts His ears to our prayers. The gates of tears are never closed. That's always, but especially during this time where Klai Yisrael is in desperate need of the increase of all of our tefillahs, We mustn't turn our head, our hearts, away from the need, away from the calling. Let us all step up to the plate. Let us all swing hard with our tefilas, with the increase in our Hashem. And with this, with this chizik, please Hashem, may you redeem us very soon. Protect us all. Give refuel to those that need. Protection to all of Klai Yisrael and Mirz Hashem. Ultimately, Gu'ula B'karv mamish. I thank you all for listening. I wish each and every one of you a wonderful Shabbos.